All right. Good morning, everybody. My name is Lonnie, and I am the youth minister at Robinson Christian Church here in Harrison County. And for those of you who couldn't make it to our in-person service this morning, we have um, uploaded this sermon um, for your for you to listen to and hopefully um, gain insight and as an application to your life. So we're going to go ahead and pray, and uh, we'll jump right into it. Father God, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the many blessings in their lives. We do pray for our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Unmask, Robinson Christian Church, Youth Sunday, by Lonnie C. Love. In these times, many of us are losing hope. As children of God and brothers and sisters to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, it is important to remember who we are and who loves us. All that we need will one day be given to us at the time we need it the most. Quick question. How many of you are losing hope? I suspect with all that is happening in our world, probably quite a few. I must admit, there are times I feel the same way as you might today. I am only human, and I do have my doubts about certain things. You've seen all the posts on Facebook and other social media. It's all negative, and it will certainly put people in a bad state of mind. And also, it seems like we can't trust the mainstream media, we can't trust the local press, and we can't even truly trust our own government. Sad, but true today. Now this morning, I would like to talk about hope. What hope is to the rest of the world, and what hope should mean to Christians like you and I. Now, Wikipedia defines hope as this. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on the expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. As a verb, its definitions include expect with confidence and to cherish a desire with anticipation. Above, you see where hope is commonly used to mean a wish. Its strength is the strength of the person's desire. But biblical hope is more precisely defined as the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength is in his faithfulness. So in other words, friends, as Christians, we don't put our hope in our own hands, or at least we shouldn't. We don't depend on the world to give us the things we need, but instead put our hope in all the promises God has given us, we put our hope in Him. I believe, especially in these times, we've forgotten some of those promises, and we are forgetting our faith and turning our backs on God. In doing so, we're losing hope and suffering great despair. Now, this isn't unusual. Let's look back into the Old Testament, more specifically in Psalms. In Psalms 42, it says, <coughs> excuse me, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. There is something we should be asking ourselves today. I know things aren't easy, but why? Especially today, we want to forget, we don't want to forget about our hope by turning our backs on the one person in everyone's life that has never turned his back on us. 
We are stronger than most. We have a God that loves us for all eternity, and he has promised us so much more than we think we have today. The Apostle Paul asked this question in Romans chapter 8, verses 8, uh, 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. How true are these words? How much meaning can you put behind them? Look at the way our world is changing. Soon, very soon, they may be trying to take our God away from us. Now, what would you call the greatest destroyer of hope in our lives? I think we would all agree it's fear. And I get that. I really do. But when we are afraid, we have to remember this, as Paul continues. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God, that is Christ Jesus our Lord. That's hope right there, friends. And we need to remember who we are in Christ Jesus. We are conquerors. We are warriors of the God Most High. I'd like to remind all of you of one of my favorite verses in the Bible, once again from the Apostle Paul. You should remember these words and read them out loud every time you feel as if you're losing hope or are afraid. Say this every time you're afraid. And let it remind you of who you are and who you should put your hope or your faith in. Ephesians 6, 11-18 reminds us to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For all our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Is that not agreed? So how do we get ready? How do we as Christians prepare for the battles we must face in our lives every day? Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. And it's coming, friends. It's really coming. Look at all the signs around us. Read your Bible. Read the book of Revelations. We have to prepare and make ourselves ready for whatever may happen next in this crazy world. Paul continues, Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And don't forget about faith. Are they not one and the same to you? I would think so. Without our faith, how could we possibly have hope? And Paul continues, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And here he comes with what we should be the most important part of our lives. And Paul says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, 
Be alert and always keep praying for the Lord's people. How many times do we say that in a week? Don't ever forget your prayers. And don't ever forget the power of prayer. What do you think might be one of the biggest things in our lives that make us so afraid? I believe it is our past. So many times we let the mistakes we've made in our past have a major impact on our futures. What we sometimes forget is we are not that person anymore. We have changed for the better as we have accepted as we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ to our lives, which in case you're, you've forgotten, wiped away the sins of our past. The prophet Isaiah reminds us of this very fact. We are not who we used to be. We are a new person. Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I am doing a new thing. What is that saying to you? Very clearly to me. It's reminding us we are not who we were in the past and shouldn't have the same fears. Let me say that again. We are not who we are in the past and shouldn't have the same fears. We simply cannot let our past overwhelm us and take away our faith, causing us to lose hope. We shouldn't waste our time on our challenges either. We've already learned how to prepare for them, so once you put on your armor for the day, don't waste a single moment of your life letting fear of your past or the present day challenges take away from who you really are. Once again, a great lesson from the Apostle Paul. Here he gives us a little insight on how to live each day. Colossians 4, 5-6 says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. What else is that telling us? It says, make the most of every opportunity. In other words, don't waste your time. Imagine you had a bank account that deposited $86,400 each morning. <clears throat> this account carries over no balance from the day to day, allows you to keep no cash balance, and that every evening cancels whatever part of the amount you have failed to use during the day. What would you do? Draw out every dollar every day. You will go on a spending spree. Friends, we all have such a bank. Its name is time. Every morning, it credits you with 86,400 seconds. Every night, it writes, it writes off as lost whatever time you have failed to use wisely. It carries over no balance from day to day. It allows no overdraft so you can't borrow against yourself or use more time than you have. Each day the account starts fresh. Each night it destroys and any unused time. If you fail to use the day's deposit, it's your loss. You can't appeal to get it back. There is never any borrowing time. You can't take a loan out on your time or against someone else. The time you have is the time you have, and that is that. Time management is yours to decide how you spend the time. Just as, what, just as with money, you decide how you spend the money. 
is never the case of us not having enough time to do things, but the case of rather we want to do them and where they fall in our priorities. Now, that's a pretty good illustration, isn't it? I like it. And what it says is certainly true. God gives us ample time every day to cope with our adversities. We must remember to use that valuable time well and not waste a single moment. Who remembers what our struggles actually do for us? That's right. They make us stronger. People ask me every day, why is God doing this to us? First and foremost, God doesn't do anything to bring us harm. The lesson or challenges God gives us are only meant to make us stronger <coughs> and more able to handle or cope with the even greater challenges that lie ahead of us, such as what we're going through today. Let's read a verse from James regarding our trials. <coughs> James 1, 2, 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let perseverance finish its work put by James, let God's exercise give us the strength we need to face our everyday trials. It will make us stronger and we will make those times easier than we, than we did before we didn't let God finish his work. Here's an example of how challenges make us stronger and reap the rewards God has wetted for us. Again, taken from research, there once was a very wealthy and curious king. This king had a huge boulder placed in the middle of a road. Then he hid nearby to see if anyone would try to remove the gigantic rock from the road. The first people to pass by were some of the king's wealthiest merchants and quarters. Rather than moving it, they simply walked around it. A few loudly blamed the king for not maintaining the road. Not one of them tried to move the boulder. Finally, finally a peasant came along. His arms were full of vegetables. When he got to near the boulder, rather than simply walk around it as the others had, the peasant put down the, his load and tried to move the stone to the side of the road. It took a lot of effort, but he finally succeeded. The peasant gathered up his load and was ready to go on his way when he saw a purse lying in the road where the boulder had been. The peasant opened the purse. The purse was stuffed full of gold coins and a note from the king. The king's note said the purse's gold was reward for removing the boulder from the road. The king showed the peasant that many of us never understand. Every obstacle presents an opportunity to improve our condition. Did he give up? No. Was he wasting time? No. Did his efforts pay off? Absolutely. Absolutely they did, and he failed, and absolutely they did, and after he had faced his little challenge, he reaped the reward of his effort. So in conclusion, let, let us remind each other that don't lose hope. Let this world get, don't let this world get you down. Remember what our hope truly is, our faith, and we never want to lose that. Don't let fear overtake your hope. The past is just that, your past. It isn't who you are today. You are a child of the Most High God and a brother to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. 
Remember who you are. Yep, a child of God who possibly could protect me better than him. Remember you're a conqueror. You're not weak. You are a soldier in God's great army. Do you don on your armor every day. Do this every morning when you wake. Put on your armor and say to yourself, I am ready for this battle and I know I cannot lose. Don't waste your time on trivial matters. Make every little moment count. Feel good in everything you accomplish and hope you can do even more tomorrow. Instead of wasting time, spend more time with God. Learn from every challenge you face. Remember, God's challenges are simply the lessons he wants you to learn. And you will always gain more strength from them. And finally, you are loved by the Most High God. Everything you need will come to you when you need it the most. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you for this day. and We thank you for the many blessings in our lives. Be with us this week, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys have a great week and thank you for listening.